Welcome to Sunday Fun Day. For every episode, this husband and wife give you the scoop on a different ice cream flavor. I'm your King Cone, Marcelo Goldberger. And I'm your Ice Queen, Carolyn Crow. Today we'll be talking about Talenti Sea Salt Caramel Gelato, and we are joined by a fabulous guest. Today's guest moved to Martha's Vineyard after 18 years in commercial real estate in Washington, D.C. Mm, we know that place. He wanted to develop some much-needed housing for the island's year-round workforce, and as he did so, he found himself also coming into ownership of the hospitality businesses that sat on those properties. Mad Martha's Ice Cream, a beloved island institution since 1971, was one of those businesses. He has developed a passion for hospitality and particularly enjoys the joy associated with ice cream. And we are so excited to have him here to share that passion. It's Brooke Katzen. Hi, Brooke. Hey, everybody. I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks for coming. All right, before we get into today's flavor, let's have a little ice cream social where we dish about what's going on with us. Brooke, we ask our guests one very important question every time. Cone or cup? Cup, absolutely, every time. Boom! Man, I gotta start, we gotta start taking a tally that you, it I seems think we the, do. the cups are currently winning. I'm a big cone guy, <laughs> and I thought that would just be the answer. Why, why cup? Uh, I think it's because I just want to focus on the ice cream and really like focus on the flavor and the texture of, of the ice cream. And the cone is just sort of extra food that doesn't really add that much to mm. the experience. Um, yeah, just, just want to focus on the taste of the ice cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm totally with you there. I, I am also surprised. I thought that I was going to be totally in the minority, but I love to hear that the cups are pulling ahead. So I'm curious. I think you said that there are three Mad Martha's locations on Martha's Vineyard. Is that correct? That's correct. There are six towns on the island, three okay. sort of three downtown areas, and then three towns that are much more rural and sparse. But we have a ice cream shop in each of the three downtowns on the island, the towns of Edgartown, Oak Bluffs, and Vineyard Haven. It sounds fabulous. We've never been to Martha's yeah, Vineyard, but- got to make a visit. <laughs> I think Come we're going to have to make it happen. Yeah. So do you know off the top of your head, are you all selling more cones or cups out of those generally? We're selling more cups. No mm. doubt. Okay. Wow. I'm shocked and I'm shook. The, I'm, I don't know what to think. It's like rocking <laughs> my ice cream world. You know, my ice cream norms have been have been destroyed. So that's good. It's good. I love that. So you are our very first actual ice cream shop owner to come on the show. And I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like I have so many questions. I don't even know where to begin. But mostly just if there's one thing that you wish you could tell the ice cream loving public about the life of an ice cream shop owner what what would you want to tell everybody it's extremely rewarding we are literally in the business of selling joy and you know the, the best moments are when you're in the shop and you see the smile on a child's face when you hand them an ice cream and you know you just made their day and a visit to mad martha's is a chapter in the book that is a family's summer vacation to Martha's Vineyard. So mm -hmm. we're we're a moment that they're going to remember as part of this awesome vacation they had. And if we treat them right and, and give them the right experience, even if our ice cream is the same as every other shop in town, mm -hmm. they're going to come back to us because they they remember that special time they had in our store. That's great. Um, in a kind of opposite fashion, what would you say people wouldn't expect about having an ice cream shop? Like, what did you not expect going into it? And you've learned it's a lot of hard work and you know, I'll admit I'm not the one that does a lot of the hard work. <laughs> You're not getting those scooping muscles from uh, scooping ice cream all day? 
scooping ice cream is is a lot of hard work making ice cream transporting it around the island mm. so i have a tremendous amount of respect for everyone on our team and appreciate the hard work that they're doing every day all day during the summer especially when they're surrounded by people that are here on vacation and they're just mm -hmm. working their little butts off um but we take really good care of our our people and invest in them and uh, I think it's reflected in the way they in turn treat our our guests. Yeah, that's great. Um, and and I had a question actually about how we arrived at today's flavor. What is it about the Talenti sea salt caramel that called to you? I've always loved uh, Talenti's products. Yeah, mm. um, and just a big fan of sea salt caramel as a flavor in mm. general. Um, had we tasted a Mad Martha's flavor, I probably would have suggested our sea salt caramel. Ooh. So this is sort of the next be best thing. And it's also interesting to taste a gelato instead of an ice cream. It's just mm -hmm. a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that'll give you some nice comparisons too when we you know, talk about the flavors. You can kind of compare it to the, the flavor at your own shop too, kind of thing, compare and contrast. Totally. And you know, I don't know a whole lot about Talenti as a company. Mm -hmm. um, but they're they're owned by Unilever, which is mm -hmm. a, a massive global conglomerate that also owns Ben and Jerry's, um, believe it or not. And yeah. um, when Unilever bought Ben and Jerry's, they ended up you know, changing some of the recipes a little bit mm -hmm. and, and ruffled some feathers there. So I I wonder if there's a backstory to Talenti, if they started off as a small family business, a mom and pop, and they grew to the point where they were an attractive acquisition target for Unilever, who then took it over and started mass producing it and Maybe there are people out there that say it's not as good as it used to be, but I still think it's pretty darn good. Wow, you couldn't have asked for a better segue <laughs> into our next section. Uh, Carolyn, let's go over some ice cold facts about Talenti's sea salt caramel. Well, unfortunately, I'm not going to be telling the sordid backstory of Talenti today. That is actually research that I did for our much fabled uh, practice episode that That's we true. did about oh. a, a different Talenti product. Um, but yes, to, long story short, it was a dude in Texas who got bigger and sold to Unilever. And we never knew when we started this podcast how much we would learn about international ice cream conglomerates. But there has been mm -hmm. a lot of conglomerate talk. So yep. I'm going to tell you the tale of the rise of the sea salt caramel flavor trend. So I am taking most of this information from a December 2008 New York Times article called How Caramel Developed a Taste for Salt. But as usual, all of my sources are listed in my show notes. So heavily salted butter caramels are a traditional treat in Brittany, France. In the late 1990s, Parisian pastry chef Pierre Hermé invented a salted caramel macaron that inspired a small cult following among American food professionals. Meanwhile, stateside, acclaimed San Francisco chocolatier Michael Ricciuti was making fleur de sel caramels by 1998. By 2000, pastry chefs at top New York restaurants like Gramercy Tavern and Le Cirque were topping chocolate caramel tarts and molten chocolate cakes with crunchy bits of expensive salt. So that late 90s, early 2000 period of the high-end food service world's obsession with the flavor marked the first stage of what the Center for Culinary Development has mapped as the five stages of flavor trend development. Was anyone aware that we had a Center for Culinary Development and that they were mapping these food trends? I believe the food trends part, but I did not know about the specific institute now. 
Yeah, apparently that's where all of the big like chains, Wendy's was the one that was no mentioned in the New York Times article. That's where they go when they want to figure out what the next big thing is. Hmm. So that high-end food service obsession is stage one. In stage two, salted caramel appeared in fancy food magazines and specialty trade shows. So in this case, that was Franz Chocolates winning the top award from the National Association for the Specialty Food Trade in 2003, followed one month later by a recipe for salted caramel appearing in Gourmet Magazine. So that's stage two. In stage three, the flavor appears on menus at your more inventive chain restaurants like Cheesecake Factory. And that brings us all the way up to 2007. So we started in the late 90s, now we're in 2007. Stage four means you get an appearance in a mainstream magazine uh, or a large chain or supermarket picks up the flavor as a premium menu offering. And Starbucks did just that with a sea salt caramel hot chocolate in 2007. And that's the bridge. Starbucks is the bridge that takes us to stage five complete integration into the American mass market. And that's exactly what happened when salted caramel chocolates rolled out on the shelves at, you guessed it, Walmart. Thank you, Walmart. The end of the chain. Of <laughs> I have one, I have one question, one point that the, the very inventive cheesecake factory question mark, not well, usually what I think of as the most invent, like that's so early in this chain that ends in Walmart. So chain restaurant is the word that the New York Times used. I toyed with instead saying corporate food service, which you would think of as like your Houston's, you know, something that's a chain, but it's still kind of considered premium. So okay. Cheesecake Factory is definitely premium compared to a lot of other chain restaurants. I think you would agree. Sure. Yes, sure. <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe this was back when Cheesecake Factory was just a mom and pop owned by a dude in Texas, right? There could you go. be, That's could a good be. Point. So now the year is 2008. All right, we, we've arrived in 2008. I am one year into my career as a chocolatier at a chocolate boutique just outside of DC. And the gooey salted butter caramel is by far our most popular flavor. And our chewy fleur de sel caramel is a close second. And then a presidential candidate named Barack Obama revealed his weakness for Fran's chocolates, smoked sea salt caramels, and it was all over. So Fran's was already very popular. And remember how they won that award from the Fancy Food Show in 2003. So they were already super popular. And of course, the flavor's popularity had been growing steadily over the past 10 years. But after Obama proclaimed his love for sea salt caramels, it was totally set in stone so whenever you are enjoying a salted caramel treat you can say thanks obama <laughs> nailed it and that's everything i've got to tell you about sea salt caramels all right not thanks. so much about ice cream today it's more about the flavor yeah talenti's just some dude in texas we don't care about that guy. it's josh it's josh it's josh all right uh thanks for that carolyn and so we're almost ready for the flavor of the day but first let's avoid getting brain freeze and take a little break this episode of Sunday Funday is brought to you by me, your friendly neighborhood pastry chef. Guess what? I bake things for a living and I sell them at farmer's markets under the name Black Bunny Bakery. 
but I also teach baking classes to folks in my community and over Zoom. If you are interested in learning about baking classes or if you're wondering where I'm going to be at the next market, please follow Black Bunny Treats on Instagram. This is Carolyn, by the way. (laughs) Thanks for listening. All right, we're back with our guest, Brooke Katzen, and it's time for the main event. This week, we tasted Talenti's Sea Salt Caramel. But before we give our personal reviews, we always read the company's take on their product, or as we like to call it, the ice cream dream. From the Talenti website, this is one of the first Talenti flavors to exist and easily our most iconic. You can taste the richness of the homemade dulce de leche in every bite with mixed in chocolate caramel truffles for an extra chocolatey surprise. You can't go wrong with our sea salt caramel gelato. Hmm. Yeah, it's the most descriptive, if not particularly creative, copy (laughs) that we've seen so far. Okay, so how our review works is we each tried the ice cream and then independently scored them from one to five in taste, texture, creativity, and visual appeal. We'll each go over our personal scores, then average them together, and that'll give us our final score. So, Marcelo, can you kick it off, please? I sure can. Um, so this this was a very enjoyable ice cream. I did not, or gelato, sorry. It's a very enjoyable gelato. Um, so for taste, I gave it a four. It was uh, yummy scrummy. I mean, that's the sea salt. So hard to even say anything about it. Just the taste, <laughs> taste, taste is good. Um, it was salty in the way that you want it to be. Maybe it could have mm-hmm. been a little bit saltier. You know, it didn't, I could, I'm a salt person, but I thought it was really good. Those little, um, the chocolate, the caramel truffles mm-hmm. were a nice little surprise in there. I didn't get any at first, but then I got plenty sort of thing. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, Did I, are they even in here? And I was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, there they are. Now we're talking. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I gave it a four for taste. For texture, I also gave it a four. I mean, Talenti always makes such a smooth product. You can almost never go wrong with their stuff. And then those explosions really give you something uh, different from that smooth texture mm-hmm. of the gelato itself. You just get that kind of crunch and then inside the crunch is like a, even more caramel like or you know chocolatey truffle yeah caramel explosion sort of well, thing and certainly of all of the gelatos that we've been tasting this to me the most brought to mind the dense and intense that we always talk about as opposed yeah. to an ice cream that's going to be more aerated this was really dense I was actually going to, I was going to bring that up because it's like so many of the ones we have tried after Mm -hmm. you said that have been like, I don't know if this is either dense or intense. Maybe that doesn't stick to the gelato mold of like, you know, representing it, but I definitely agree on this one completely. So that was four for texture for creativity. Now, after I heard about how creative sea salt caramel is, I'm wondering (laughs) about my, my two, which is pretty low. Um, Yeah. Now I'm regretting my choice. Do I do I dare change it right now? No, um, the integrity of the scoring system. Fine, it's fine. You're right. You're the first one to break it for the record. Thank <laughs> you. I appreciate. It. We got to check. We have to check and balance ourselves. Um, so I gave it a two for creativity. Again, it's such. A, it's I guess it's one of those things that's become so classic and so ever present mm-hmm. for the last ten plus years, twenty years. You know, it's just kind of yeah. Oh, of course, sea salt caramel. It's just mm-hmm. it's done. Everybody's done it before. So, and, you know, the copy, you know, we try to bring in the marketing um, sometimes as just a different way to come at creativity. The marketing wasn't particularly interesting, very wordy, and it got the point across, but wasn't very fun or exciting or different. So Mm -hmm. I just gave it a two for creativity. Mm -hmm. Then finally for visual appeal, I gave it a four. That's a, it's a yummy looking thing. Um, Got those nice big chocolatey bites. You've got the lighter brown color of the caramel. 
mm-hmm. um, and then the dark chocolate, you know, of the the darker chocolate look of the little truffles in there. Makes a mm-hmm. good contrast. Mm-hmm. So with taste four, texture four, creativity two, and visual appeal four, my total score was three point eight. All righty, excellent. Brooke, what do you think? Uh, it's a great gelato. Um, for for taste, I I gave it a five. Mm. Um, I'm a big fan of sea salt caramel and. When, when I put that first spoonful in my mouth, I just sort of rolled my eyes back in my head and uh, probably let out an audible. Mm. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's when you know they've got you. Followed by, thanks, Obama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just knew. Five for the flavor. For the texture, I gave it a four. For, mm-hmm. for the, only, the only reason being that the chocolatey caramel truffles were, were too far down in the mm. container like yeah. it took a while to find them um you know i got i got an inch down through through the jar and was enjoying it and they're like wait a minute there's chunks of something down mm-hmm. in here uh, i think if, if an ice cream or a gelato is going to have chunks mixed in every spoonful full should have some of those chunks yeah whatever sure. it is yeah you don't, you don't want to get chocolate chip ice cream and take a spoonful and it's just vanilla ice cream with no yeah chips. absolutely so four for texture creativity i'm with marcello on that i gave it a three Mm-hmm. Because you know this is a common flavor now. It's it's ubiquitous, mm-hmm. and with some of these newer ice cream businesses like Van Leeuwen and Ample Hills being like so out of the box creative with their flavors, mm. sea salt caramel has become almost like an old standard mm-hmm. at yeah. this point. Uh, visual appeal gave it a four. Um, it it looks good. It's a you know appetizing color. Uh, it doesn't exactly pop. Uh, mm-hmm. in, in yeah. our shops we we love when we turn the lights on in the dipping cabinets and the flavors that really pop mm-hmm. to a customer walking in it, it's the m&m it's the peppermint it's yeah. the blueberry the really colorful flavors this is just sort of like a light brown uh so yeah. four overall weighted average was a uh, 4.4 for me 4.4 still pretty good yeah yeah to, yeah to your point about the creativity you know it's it's also like how, how do you take something that's so standard and how do you like tweak it even a little bit you know it doesn't have to be a, a huge jump it doesn't have to be and we added ranch to it or you know cheetos <laughs> it doesn't have to be that to be creative and that is creative obviously but it's like what's how can you just like get this a little different and make it stand out from all the rest of them and it didn't really try to do that per- particularly well, maybe that's what they were trying to do with the chocolate covered caramel truffles mm-hmm. yeah. there just weren't enough of them in the jar mm-hmm We've definitely run across that a lot where we'll each get, you know, a new container basically and scoop it to each one of us. And like, whoever got that first scoop gets like almost none of the inclusions inside. And the next person's like, what are you talking about? I had a ton of that in there. So it's definitely seems like it's just a, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, Marcelo, if you noticed while I was scooping it tonight, (laughs) we talk a lot about tasting protocol for this one. I very specifically like gave you one little scoop and then me one little scoop and then you one little scoop and then me one little scoop so that we would get an even distribution. I was going to suggest that actually. So we're (laughs) we're on the same, same wavelength there. So let me uh, reveal my scores. Now I agree with everything that you are both saying taste. I gave it a four. Um, I thought that it was really a delicious flavor and, and looking at the description, it sounds like they're considering this actually a dulce de leche ice cream base and not necessarily strictly speaking, a caramel ice cream base. Yeah, that was interesting. So I think it definitely has a really lovely dairy rich dulce de leche flavor. The flavor of the base itself was not salty enough for me but Mm -hmm. those little chocolate caramel 
truffle inclusions, boom, those had a great little punch of salt in them. That flavor is what I really wanted to get out of the whole thing. Yeah. That sort of leads me into texture. I gave it a four for texture. I thought that the the base was silky smooth, dense and intense all the way. The texture of those inclusions was really delicious, but there was not enough of them. We tried so hard to get the appropriate amount of inclusions in everybody's bowls, but it still didn't feel like there were enough in the jar overall. So they were great, but there had to be more of them. And I imagine it's hard, like if it was too many of them, it would totally overpower the base kind of thing. You just have huge explosions of really sharp caramel. So I know it's tough to get it just right, but yeah, I'd, I'd agree. Well, yeah, and the texture of the caramel itself in those little inclusions was really good. You know, if mm-hmm. if you freeze caramel, it can get extremely chewy and stuck in your teeth. And that's just terrible. Nobody wants that. So the texture of everything was good, just needed more of the inclusions. Creativity, I gave it a four. And I think it's because, Whoa. well, I I think it's because I wasn't paying attention before I opened the jar. <laughs> I didn't even realize it was going to have those little inclusions in it. So when I noticed them, I was like, wait a minute, they put actual little fleur de sel caramels in here. And I was like impressed that they they pulled it off. You know, I was I was uh, surprised at how well the inclusions went so well, in fact, that I wanted more of them. So um, I, I was delighted by those. I was expecting a totally smooth gelato. So I thought it was cool how they had that in there. And visual appeal, I gave it a three uh, because, yeah, it didn't pop. Um, it it had that pretty dulce de leche color to it and a decent amount of contrast in those truffles. But overall, not, not really too much going on there. Mm-hmm. So I had four for taste, four for texture, four for creativity, and three for visual appeal for a final score of 3.9. And when I put our three scores together... We end up with 4.03 as our final score. All right, not bad. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I mean out of five, not bad. That's a very, very solid frozen dessert, I would say. That's a yeah. solid B minus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our next segment is called the Wheel of Toppings. Carolyn, spin that wheel and see what topping we're going to match with our ice cream this week. Okay, I'm spinning the wheel. Ooh, with a very dramatic spin, I've gotten white chocolate chips. So white chocolate chips Mm. with sea salt caramel. Hmm. Do you know if that is being like a a flavor pairing ever? Like, does that happen in in the wild out there? Yeah, it, it happens. It happens. You know, white chocolate chips are probably the least chocolatey white chocolate you can possibly get on the planet earth because you know you've already started with something that contains no cocoa solids it's just cocoa butter and sugar and milk and whatever and then you've also added whatever other gunk they put in to like keep it from melting Mm -hmm. so uh, you're gonna end up with a pretty waxy consistency and now you're putting that on top of your gorgeous dense and intense sea salt caramel gelato i don't know i don't think there's enough contrast there it's going to be just sweet dairy on top of something that's already sweet dairy that's fair though maybe it'll give a little bit more of that texture we're looking for it'll just kind of fill out the (laughs) the ice cream in the spaces that should have more of the truffles 
I, I think it would go really well, um, especially since, you know, earlier we were talking about how there just weren't enough of inclusions in this ice cream mm -hmm. that it is. Yeah. The white chocolate chips would help fill in that sort of giving it a little bit of a harder crunch throughout the the, the uh, serving. That's what I'm saying. Can I ask you, do you know off the top of your head, how many toppings offerings do you have at Mad Martha's? I found this list of 33 toppings at some random ice cream shop. How many do you all have? I think we have about six to eight. Okay. Yep. That's a very manageable amount. Chocolate sprinkles, mm -hmm. rainbow sprinkles, gummy bears, crushed Oreos, crushed Reese's, M&M's, Reese's Pieces, crushed walnuts. Mm, and then yeah. there's like hot fudge, there's mm -hmm. butterscotch, there's a marshmallow topping. Mm -hmm. it, it, those count. But mm -hmm. it's, oh, it's those count. Oh, they crushed Heath Bar. Can't forget the crushed Heath oh, Bar. Oh, the crushed Heath Bar. Excellent. Gosh, I'm going to have to make sure that's on the wheel. Of yeah, if that's not on there, then we're doing this <laughs> wrong. We have to cancel the podcast, start again. All right, folks, we're almost at the last bite where we'll reveal next episode's flavor. But before we finish up, we like to do a little lightning round called Will It Float? So what carbonated beverage do you all think we should uh, pair with this ice cream today? Mm, well, you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give our friends out there a peek behind the curtain. The Will It Float segment is in danger of being discontinued. But, uh, <laughs> but I do think that... Uh, this would be pretty tasty probably gosh i have nothing actually i was gonna i cream always or, i always I mean, just say cream soda just, yeah. but i don't actually think i would like this with cream soda that is not enough contrast brooke you were saying that you thought that a cold brew soda would work with this i think like cold brew coffee with with a scoop of this ice cream would be good and we you know when you're talking about floats, it doesn't necessarily have to be a carbonated mm. beverage. Like okay. imagine a couple scoops of vanilla ice cream and cranberry juice would be really good. Something like that. I've never heard of this before. Is this a Martha's really Vineyard invention? Try it out. We we do it as a almost like a milkshake. We blend uh -huh. it together and it's called the cranberry cream. And you know, you can mm -hmm. put vanilla ice cream and orange juice and mm -hmm. blend it together. That, that's that's mm -hmm. an orange cream. But a, a float doesn't necessarily have to be uh the point is it doesn't have to be carbonated. Um, and I think there's a lot you could do with with cold brew coffee um, with ice cream. Now, where do you stand on inclusions in a beverage like that? I always forget about the existence of the long spoon, and I'm worried about things not coming up through the straw. You got to get the right straw. Just <laughs> um, <laughs> like, a big, thick like old jumbo, straw. Like wide diameter straw, almost like you see with like the boba tea and uh -huh. bubble tea. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, boba tea. It can be frustrating trying to drink a milkshake with a, with a small <laughs> straw, mm -hmm. even without inclusions, just trying to get the ice cream up, yeah. up through there. Yeah, that's true. Very true. A properly thick milkshake, for sure. All right. You bring up excellent points. I, I'm going to try this uh, vanilla ice cream and cranberry thing. That Yeah, sounds... you're big, you're, you like your cranberry juice. so I like putting weird stuff in cranberry you juice. Do. That is your calling card. <laughs> All right, uh, Brooke, you like single. It was this this segment was flatlining, and you've single-handedly <laughs> defibrillated it back into life with your with your strong opinions. Well, here, so I, I don't want to take sides in a divided team. <laughs> I mean, it was tearing us apart. So no, this is good. This is good. Thank you so much to our guest, the owner of Mad Martha's Ice Cream, Brooke Katzen. Brooke, like we said, there are three Mad Martha's Scoop shops on Martha's Vineyard, but you all are doing wholesale and catering now, right? Absolutely. Those are some new initiatives for us. You know, we, we want to grow the business and people are only going to eat so much ice cream in our shop. So we're trying to sell, 
ice cream to more people. Um, we're now in 14 grocery stores here on the island with our, our pints. And oh, congratulations. Great. That's amazing. Thank you. It's it's going really well. Um, and we also bought a, a mobile ice cream cart that allows mm. us to do special events anywhere on the island. We've been doing a lot of uh, weddings and festivals and the agricultural fair and mm. uh, concerts. That's, that, that's a lot of fun. That's great. Wait, what a great way to get your, your brand out there. Oh my gosh. When is the agricultural fair, honey? That sounds like the best vacation ever. Ag fair on Martha's Vineyard. Wow. <laughs> that sounds fabulous. Well, uh, if Marcelo and I ever make it up there, which is a hundred percent on our list, we will for sure be hitting you up for some delicious ice cream at Mad Martha's. So thank you again for coming on tonight. Thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing you on the island. Thanks again, Brooke. And thanks to all of you for listening. Before we reveal next episode's flavor, how about you hit that subscribe button and leave us a review, please? And we'd love to hear your <laughs> suggestions for what flavor to try next. DM us on Instagram at Sunday Funday Podcast or email us at sundayfundaypodcast at gmail.com. That's Sunday with an E and Funday with a Y. And why don't we go ahead and reveal next episode's flavor? Take it away, honey. Next episode, we are going to be tasting Tillamook Malted Moo Shake. Tillamook malted moose shake. Is it Tillamook or Tillamook? Tillamook malted moose shake. Tillamook, Tillamook. Tillamook malted moose shake. I'm stretching out a little bit <laughs> that one probably. But it's so close to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I want it to work. Close, but not quite. All right. Well, that'll put the cherry on top for today. As ever, I'm Marcelo. And I'm Carolyn. Reminding you to always live life a la mode. Bye.